Hello, and welcome to Pro Construction Guide series of ProCast. This is episode number 70, and it's actually a continuation from our episode 69. Go figure, we're really good with math. Um, it's Growth Hacks for Today's Busy Contractor. I'm John Gordon. My co-host, David Doval, couldn't be here today, so we're just flying solo. Well, solo with a special guest. We really appreciate you joining us. Pro Construction Guide magazine regularly brings you these uh, ProCasts. They're built exclusively for y'all, the pros. They're, uh, they're made by pros, for pros, with successful contractors as guests. So it really is all about the pro. And you can listen to any of our podcasts at uh, ProCast. I'm sorry, at ProConstructionGuide.com, or you can catch us on iTunes the way you would any other podcast. Um, and then stick around um, until the very end when we dive into our spare parts box and pull out our smartphone. And you think about driving nails with that. Anyway, so let me spend just a few seconds bragging on Pro Construction Guide. David and I talk about this. We chatter. But this magazine continues to get better. The current February-March issue has got the traditional great articles. I mean, traditionally great articles. And um, there's a couple extra that are really cool. We've got an ongoing section called What's in Your Toolbox, where they interview pros from around the country and get them to share their favorite tools um, and, and get a little bit of feedback and maybe some tips or ideas that you can run with on that. In this issue, though, um, the uh, remodeler from California, Zach, We'll talk about his 25-ounce S-Wing framing hammer and his 15-amp uh, 7.25 worm drive saw from Skillsaw. This sounds pretty basic, so sounds like it would be worth jumping on and seeing what, what there is to talk about. There's a great tool review of DeWalt's new 30-degree framing nailer. And today, not tomorrow, but today, you should go pick up a free copy at the ProDesk at any Home Depot. So um, check it out there. And uh, if you don't see it, ask the ProDesk associate. Now, we're going to get on with our episode. Uh, as, as I promised, we're going to continue the discussion with Jeremiah Rizzo. He's the co-founder of ConstructEd.com, and it's an online platform for experts in the construction industry to put uh, their good formation, information out there. One of the things I've learned being in this industry, pros take care of pros. And, and this is just another great example of that. So contractors uh, who've turned educators, um, they get paid for what they know, and they're sharing it uh, they're sharing it with a wider audience that can help you make your business better. So, Jeremiah, welcome back to episode number uh, 70. Can you just, for those who might not have caught us on 69, give us a 30-second bio? Like, who's, who's Jeremiah? Jeremiah yeah, Rizzo. So not Rizzo like the mayor of Philadelphia, Rizzo. Although oh, There's a handful uh, of us who can remember that. I actually lived in Philadelphia during the mayor Rizzo era. There you go. See, yeah, I get asked that a lot. So I'm not related, um, if anyone of your listeners cares. But I am uh, from the Philadelphia area. That's where ConstructEd is based, Philadelphia area. Um, so I'm a, I'm a growth marketer at ConstructEd. I'm responsible for growth. And basically, for uh, I've helped get a lot of our instructors on board and all the pros who publish courses with us, get them up and running. All right. So we're going to do just a quick recap here, Jeremiah. Um, in episode 69, there's 10 things that you say, look, this is really the core, the foundation. And we said, man, that's too much for, two, for one. So we split it up to two. So in episode 69, and you can go back out to, the, to um, iTunes or, or, or ProConstructionGuide.com and, and check it out. But we talked about five things. We talked about why websites are important. And we said, it's, look, it's not, as fun, it's not as simple and, oh, yeah, I got that, as you think. Number two, we said, why should you install Sumo? Um, uh, is it, it's a, a way, uh, an image and social media sharing tool. Why should you get that? 
why do you need SEO or search engine optimization? And then you talked about why and how to research what really motivates uh, consumers to shop for your services because your perspective as a business person might be different from the customer. In fact, I will guarantee you it's different from the customers. And then number five, you said make sure that your web content is relevant. It addresses the needs and concerns, and you gave us some really cool suggestions for how to do that. So you got to go back to 69 if you didn't hear it. Now, what are we going to do today in episode number 70? Yeah, so we cover, uh, you know, the, the rest of the steps, um, starting with, you know, picking up on that past episode, if you didn't hear it, um, staying for, uh, in the front of your customer's mind to increase right. referrals and get second jobs. So that would be like kicking off the first one. Okay. Um, so what is what do you got to do to do that? I mean, in a, in a couple of key bullet points, to stay in front of your customers, because um, top of mind, you'll hear – they use all kinds of search engine techno- or terminology and stuff, but at the end of the day, we just want customers to think of you first, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if you think about it, right, like, I, it's like I'm not a contractor. It's like the, I, I would come from the homeowner perspective, right? And to me, it's like a mechanic. Like, it really stinks to, like, need to find a good mechanic because, like, I don't, I don't quickly trust mechanics, right? Like, that, they have a reputation in the industry, and I'm not saying contractors are this way necessarily, but, like, it's tough. You know, when you finally find the right combination of honesty, of price, of quality, you know, good communication, it's like, I don't ever want to leave you. Like, I, right. if I'm going to take my car, like, I just want to know I'm going yeah. to you. And, like, that peace of mind, I'll pay more for. Yep. No, you, I, I get it. And I get it totally. Um, it's like having a family member in that particular element of the business, right? Which is really good. Hey, look, so this I should clarify also because I'm firing off this stuff about uh, – uh, episode 69 and stuff. If you, if you haven't um, listened to the previous 69 episodes, so you can go back to number 69 and all of the 68 before that, uh, it's at ProConstructionGuide.com and it's under the podcast tab. So, um, sorry. So I just, I should clarify that because I just got firing stuff at a caffeine rate. Now, Jeremiah, um, how, how about tips on how to cultivate referrals beyond, you know, this, the stuff that everybody just thinks of and, and, you know, try to, try to do it on a budget and, and make it work. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, coming from like, you know, I, I'm obviously like going to be biased coming from a web marketing perspective, but like that's where it ties into what we talked about in episode 69, like using Sumo. So when you use Sumo and you're, and you're beginning to build your email list and you've got constant, uh, when you've got, a, you know, you're building an email list, not for the purpose of just doing it, right? And like I think a lot of contractors are like, oh, I have an email list. because I have to do this, check the box, do, yeah. right, yeah. But, like, instead, what you should do is treat it like – if you think about the current culture right now, like, everyone loves Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? Like, everyone right. loves uh, – private contractors love that. I just, like – everyone, like, expects that, like, level of work, right? And, and they love looking at Instagram. And they love looking at, like, remodeling photos and whatever. So, so, like, capture a bunch of email addresses when they come to your site. Capture these people who are interested. And then don't use your email list to – you know, when we say front of mind, you don't need to like, unless your customers are super interested, don't send boring stuff about like who you just hired or like you changed your logo. No one yes. cares about that. But send and say like, shoot, shoot an image heavy email with beautiful HD images, you know, using a phone in your pocket or get your niece, spend 25 bucks and pay your niece to come out with her DSLR and take awesome photos and do before and after shots and show them, you know, what they want to see, show them the before the after, show the beautiful remodel and email your people infrequently once a week, once a month and say, 
here's a couple jobs we recently completed. If, you know, like, look at the work, we're really happy with it. Show a picture of you standing next to the satisfied client smiling, and then just say, if any of you are ever interested in any work or need anything done, you can get a free quote, click here, you know, to, to fill out a form and then take them over to your website. So you want to stay in front of their mind, but you want to do it in a way where you're constantly, you're, you're only subtly selling yourself. You're saying, look at the work. We just want to let you know we completed this beautiful bathroom remodel. Look at it. And any of them then, you know, if you imagine they're having dinner with friends on a Friday night, friends come over and, you know, one of the friends says like, oh, yeah, we're thinking about redoing the bathroom. And they just got your email that day. Who do you think's going to, you know, that they're going to bring up in the conversation? All right, that makes sense. Now, let me ask a question because I've seen all kinds of crazy stuff on this. What about, like, the leave behind or the, there's if – you, if, you if you took every pen that had a company's logo on it out of circulation, I don't know, we, the, the society could shut down for a day. <laughs> what, what, about, what about a leave behind – is it, do you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, so yes, you do. Maybe not pens anymore. I, like you said, I, I, <laughs> I think you're right. Free pens though. I, I do love free pens. Um, but, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. No, so I, what's that? I said, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, so, so like here's, here's a, a, a good way I think leave behind are done. So uh, one of our instructors, he teaches uh, a course on creating, on your job site so that you can grow your business while your field, you know, workers um, run jobs. It's a really cool course. And he's been in the industry a long time. And I, we asked him one time, like, you know, what do you do for this kind of stuff? And one of the cool things he does is he, he grabs, um, he gets like Cutco knives and they're just engraved with his logo, really like clean, simple, nice. And, you know, they're good quality knives. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. And so what he'll do is he does a kitchen remodel and he'll give them because his perspective was like, yeah, I could do a bottle of wine, I could do a bag of coffee, but then they drink the bottle of wine and it's gone. Like it's I'm not in front of mind. If I invest a little bit of money from the job into a really nice knife, like every meal they cook and use that knife, it's going to be a talking piece, and it's going to be a and it's like a really like loving, kind gift. You know, it's, it's useful. Man, that's that is an. In fact, this is a really good segue, and I'm just going to use it because I can't pass it up. Because if you do that, then that's something. I mean, people go on Facebook and social media and show you pictures of what they're eating or what their last hangnail looks like. So you leave a nice gift like this, they're out, out it goes to social media, right? So sounds like a really good time to talk about social media. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, other, so other people might disagree with me on this. And maybe, you know, talk to other contractors. Maybe they've had great success in certain areas. But I think... Social media is changing, and so I would say use social media, um, but don't spend too much time on it. Don't obsess over it. Okay. And, and if you had to choose one, because it's, it is really, like, time-consuming, I would say go straight with Instagram. I think – and here's, here's, like, the bullet points of why. Facebook used to be effective. Like, you got followers, people liked you, and anything you posted showed up in their feed. Not so anymore. They've changed their algorithm, and now if you, you're, you're going to reach only a fraction of your followers because – they want Facebook business pages to pay to right. boost right. their posts or to pay for ads. Um, Instagram hasn't yet done that to my knowledge, and a lot more users are flipping through Instagram, and they, it's a better way to sell people in a really subtle way. Like It's just the image of that really amazing bathroom you just did that is selling them, and that's it. And it's just like fr- it's a good way to be front of mind. It's also the easiest way for you as a contractor. Like You can be on the job site. And you can do funny stuff like 
do something funny, like, you know, you're all dirty, you know, do like hashtag demo day, you know, and throw up a picture of like a remodel you're doing. Do some before and after pics. So everything can be done on your phone from the job site. And if you spend like 30 seconds a day and build up a following doing that, I think that's probably the best way to be in front of people. I wouldn't worry about um, I, if, if I had really limited time and resources, that's the only social media channel I'd focus on. Got it. All right. And just a quick reminder, folks, if you're listening to this, um, Jeremiah's spot on here, and you can actually dive a little bit deeper on the social media content or topic in our episode number 65. So uh, six, episode 65, we talk specifically about um, uh, social media. Now, Jeremiah, we are all the way up to <clears throat> eight things. Good Lord. What's number nine? <clears throat> Yeah, so um, so number eight, or uh, sorry, yeah, number nine is um, determine your, your cost per acquisition and then create an effective referral program. So the idea behind it is like, you know, this is, this is as old as time, but it's super effective. Like who, who doesn't love going to get their 10th coffee free at their favorite coffee shop? Or, right. you know, like I get $50 toward my chiropractor if I refer them five clients. So the basic idea is, you know, set up some kind of referral program, but you've got to put some thought to, um, you've got to how much does it cost you? Number one, like what's the value of a client? So if you sign them and they do work, what is your take-home profit from them? And then from there, decide how much are you willing to spend to achieve that profit? So, you know, this, this isn't meant to include that, um, but if you really, like, dig deep, look up stuff on cost per acquisition, um, I think a referral program would be really effective for a lot of uh, contractors. Man, well, I won't slur other industries, but yeah, uh, uh, something like that where folks feel like they're getting a good deal as a function of that certainly makes sense. Um, if um, I guess what I've understood is the cost of selling to an existing customer is w- always lower than what it takes to bring a new one on board. So um, what about what about thoughts around that, um, Jeremiah? Um, do you have any metrics or information you could share on it? Yeah. So, I mean, so this is, and this is what I would sort of like conclude with, like, this is, this really is like the biggest, the biggest concept um, that I could, you know, that I could share is, is there's a, there's a, a framework, a way to think about growth and increasing leads and customers that was created in the tech startup world. Um, they call it pirate metrics. Uh, because the abbreviation is R. It's A-A-R-R-R. Um, okay. And it stands for acquisition, activation, retention, revenue, and referral. So companies like Instagram and Dropbox and stuff like, this is how they think about growth. But I would argue um, that this applies to contractors, to small businesses, to coffee shops. So this is something that, that you know I'm excited to share about. So Basically, the way you're going to think about it is, you know, you can take a pen and paper, draw a funnel, right? And like mm-hmm. break it, you know, break it into five parts. And step one acquisition is getting clients to check you out, whether it's hitting the website or seeing your card, you know, determine how that they're, how they're finding out about you. So step one is acquisition, how clients, you know, first lay eyes on you. Number two is activation. It's when prospective clients first learn why you're the best for them, the pains that you solve, when they have that aha moment of like, this guy could really help me, this guy or gal could really help me. Number three is retention, and that's getting clients to come back to you for repeat business or to request an estimate. Um, And then, you know, number four is revenue, which obviously is them hiring you for a job or purchasing from you. And then referral is, 
you know, them sharing you with friends. So the idea is when you break your business down into these five parts, you know, I know contractors are busy, but when you do this, you can kind of like take a Saturday and focus on one part of the conversion funnel. Start with acquisitions or, you know, wherever you're weakest, you, you know where that is. So if you say, well, man, I'm doing pretty good on getting them to my website, whatever. I'm really bad at retention stage. I'm really bad at getting them to come back to me for repeat business. That's where then you can begin to brainstorm and say, you know, what are the most, like, this is where my, my conversion is the weakest. So what out-of-the-box ideas or existing practices can I use to improve this, this metric at this stage? And if you're thinking about it that way, then you're covering every aspect of your business, and you're sort of always just kind of focusing on improving every stage of that. It's a bit like the life cycle, really, from, from hey, you're there to, hey, tell me else, you know, tell me somebody else who, who could do this yeah. or who, who would That's want right. the services. Yep. Really good, really good. You know what? The truth of the matter is, on those five topics, we could do another entire episode. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's exactly what we do. I think it's at the point where I want you to help me wrap it up. Because so, really good job on the first in '69. What are the things that you want uh, our listeners to take away from from this thing, uh, from our, our conversation here, Jeremiah? So the biggest thing would be, you know, use the framework I said at the end. Have an idea of how all these parts fit together. You know that like. The, the biggest thing is, is an overall idea of don't just have a website for website's sake. Don't just get social media for social media's sake. But think about how all the parts integrate together and how everything is being driven toward that one metric, you know, getting more referrals, selling more jobs, whatever it is. So, um, you know, that, that's the biggest thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so, look, I would, encourage, uh, I would encourage our listeners also to go to construction ed.com that's i'm sorry construct ed.com c-o-n-s-t-r-u-c-t hyphen ed.com construct ed.com great great information jeremiah second second awesome episode generally appreciate it and i think we should think seriously about maybe those five are the r uh as being part of something that we do in the future so uh so maybe turn on that a little bit um, now it's time for us to look into John and Dave's spare parts boxes, see what information insights or tricky stuff we've got. It's really, really simple. This week we reach in and pull out the smartphone. Everybody's got one, but is it doing everything it could or should do for you? You got to take two seconds, actually a little bit more than that. And, and look at what can happen on your smartphone. There's all kinds of stuff out there that's just going to be a waste of your time. But I will also tell you, you can do everything from finding what aisle and what bay and what shelf duct tape is on a Home Depot store or in a Home Depot store that you don't normally shop to how many yards of concrete do you need to do this particular job. So don't waste a bunch of time or, or certainly money, but definitely get on the iPhone, share it with friends, exchange information about some apps that you can pull down and use that will make your job easier and your life more enjoyable. So if you like what you heard today, Please like us on iTunes and then tell a friend about the Procasts on iTunes or about ProConstructionGuide.com. As I mentioned earlier, if you haven't gotten your latest copy of the Pro Construction Guide magazine, you got to check out the Home Depot store closest to you. They're going to have a copy for you at the Pro Desk. If you don't see it, ask. 
Or you can go to ProConstructionGuide.com, ProConstructionGuide.com, and you can get the digital issue, which might be the best deal of all because you just kind of not to tote it around and it's there when you need it. If you've got any feedback for us, send us, actually call us at 866-647-2346. Leave us a message because we really want to hear your thoughts. We want to adjust uh, how we do this to make it better for y'all. We will see you in our next episode of the Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCast Podcast. We're hoping that you're going to make us a valuable tool in your toolbox. Mm-hmm.